0: Okay, Jeff. I know you're going to have to bring this up. Go ahead. That one probably topped them all. We, we occasionally have <laughs> these little glitches where we have to start over. It's usually because um, you forget to start the music, or they'll put you, the chip or you put, in, or you put the wrong music. You put the. But this time we were we were what a good three minutes into no, this. No, we weren't that when, far. When no, you put a halt a, to the whole thing, yeah. and it's because of what?
1: I don't know. It just uh, you know, maybe my mic didn't set my mic up you didn't have, have, have your mic in that, front yeah. of you and yeah. i
0: didn't notice it is the yeah. music
1: going um no we're getting ready to start the music jeff. okay right. if you can hear it we're not starting now okay. we'll start it okay and i just want you to get that out of the way okay. before Thank you officially started the, the podcast show all right jeff here's my new intro we're just two recovering pastors with no known history of scandal living the unfiltered grace of god in central kentucky i'm roger fields by the way and i'm talking to my brother jeff And we're emphasizing the big stuff God has done for us rather than the little stuff we do for God. And we're your remedy for spiritual whiplash, mixed grace, rampant legalism, and religious obligations. And we do not accept donations or advertising. Except we do have a book on Amazon called Breaking the Hex, Life with God after the Cross, Good Religion by the Fields Brothers. And I sometimes mention the fact that I am a fabulous realtor here in Kentucky. But if you send money, which nobody ever does, Jeff would blow it on golf. And I would spend it at Cracker Barrel, so keep your money. And lastly, the following views and opinions may not necessarily represent those of the staff and management of your local church. Listener discretion is advised.
0: Deja vu. It seems like I've heard that yeah, somewhere. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, like that, five minutes ago yeah, yeah, right. I heard that. Yeah, so yeah. take well, two here. And I, and I did notice you mentioned golf. Um, yeah. I'm excited about the Barbasol Golf Tournament yeah, coming up. Yeah, I will be yeah, on yeah. the TV committee. So, anyone watching the Barbersaw here in a couple of weeks as the PGA Tour comes to the Lexington, Kentucky So, what do you have a microphone? Kentucky and You area. tell them,
1: "Hey, we got a shot coming I here, have, uh, coming up." I, ha- oh. I
0: have a microphone. I yes, have a microphone. Have a um, headset and has little um, microphone out from the. So, you headset, like talking
1: to the the, the, the main production
0: trailer, production trailer, and so there's a guy in the protect. They have cameras on every single hole, fixed cameras on every single hole, all right. and so the production trailer guy can see all of them, but he can't focus on all of them at the same time. So you're and saying, so, "Hey,
1: we got a great shot coming up here on the thirteenth green, and you need to zoom in, right?"
0: I well, I don't tell them what's getting ready to happen. I tell them if something exciting did happen. Oh, okay, and it's I, after, and too, well, I well, it's too late then. So, no, no, not for them. Then they can cut to it. See, a lot of times when you're watching, oh, the it's, golf delayed. Term, it, it's delayed. It's delayed. Well, they may not even say that. They cut to, okay, so-and-so, and the you know, audience may not know that this actually happened 40 seconds ago, but they're cutting really? to it then. But, well, I feel but a that's little not. bit deceived. I mean, so, so I just tell as few words as possible. So, for example, say if you were playing, if you were a professional golfer and a, you just hit a great shot on a par three a, within Roger a got of got hole, a hole-in-one on I w- number three. I, I would say cut in a three. more measured tone of voice. <laughs> <laughs> I would say number eight fields, uh, yeah. foot from the hole on par three, or, right. or whatever. And so they would, because we're all potentially talking to him at the same time. And so, we he, you know, fewer words, the fewer the words, the better. We get in, we get out, and I have to be ready to wow. answer any questions, too. So if you, you see just walk one particular their, hole, is that right? No, I follow one group. Oh, I Follow see. them around all the All right, course. okay. So, but I get to walk right down the middle of the fairway. So if anyone's watching, notice the guys that they happen to show them, the, the people walking behind them, and get to wear a cool golf channel um
1: can't so <laughs> well last week jeff you know we, we i guess we started up a little bit you know brought up a, an idea that i wanted to kind of try to tie up okay. in this podcast okay and uh, it's it's become a little more controversial even than i thought it might be and i thought it would be somewhat controversial but it goes like this here's the reasoning so hang with me if you didn't hear last week's podcast let me kind of keep you up Get you up to speed here. You know, there's a couple of verses in the New Testament. One is in Acts 2, the other is in Ephesians 2 that says, in Acts 2, for instance, we, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Mm-hmm. Okay? Ephesians 2, uh, 2021, 20 it says that we are built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. And we believe those are Old Testament prophets that prophesied about the new covenant and what Jesus would eventually do for us. And
0: also real quick for that one in Acts, we've also talked about that it's it's interesting and I never thought about it until you brought it up the one time that on the apostles doctrine, not on our teaching, not on Jesus' teaching. Right. Because so much of his teaching was not directed at.
1: Right. It was not it was directed at New Testament And that's at a, at a whole yeah. controversial so, topic. But so, right. I we believe Jesus did commission the... Uh, apostles to explain the new covenant after the cross, after the death, resurrection, yes. and ascension of Jesus. Okay, yes. so anyway, and it it spells that Jesus spells out the who the apostles are. He spells this out of Matthew ten, Mark three, and Luke six. If you want to look it up, and he names these. He says in in Luke, he called his disciples whom he chose from the twelve, whom he named apostles. So it even uses the word apostle in the Gospels. A lot of people don't realize that. They think and
0: Jesus gave them
1: gave that them name. Gave them that name. So that's not just a name and that names names other people it, right, gave and them. Right, and names them, okay? Um, and then we know that, too, that, that when we get to Revelation 21, it talks about the New Jerusalem, and there's a 12 foundations, the 12 names of the 12 apostles. Apparently, it's a rather significant deal that there are 12 apostles. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, we also pointed out, and this is a little bit of a side note, Point, but it's still, I think, worth pointing out. There's
0: some parallel with the 12 tribes of Israel and the 12 apostles. I studied that out, but I think there's probably some parallels well, maybe. yeah,
1: maybe, but drawn from that. Yeah, that, maybe, but that's, yeah, that's a, they're good. I think that's a different topic. But anyway, so then um, you get to, um, you know, we have a list, all right, and we have, the, you know, Peter makes the, the claim that he's an apostle, of course. Uh, Paul always explaining he's an apostle. But the thing that I kind of want to mention is in Acts chapter 1, uh, we only have 11 apostles because Judas left us, mm-hmm. okay? And so they had to pick another – at least they thought they had to plug that hole right there and fill that spot, and they cast dice through lots, and it fell on Matthias. Now, in my opinion, because God never told them to do this, the church kind of got ahead of themselves, kind of what Abraham did. I think uh, Bill Gillum makes this point. One of his books. Just got I of, read that. I yeah. read book of that. Have yeah. you read it? No, I've heard, I think I heard I, about it. Mom had the yeah. book, and yeah. I
0: borrowed it from her. So I'll tell you a little yeah. bit about what okay. I read it. There, and he so.
1: feels like he kind of same yeah. thing that Abraham did, but you didn't explain that in a minute. But anyway, you know they, uh, we believe that the church should have waited for God to uh, uh, you know, get a hold of Paul on the road to Damascus, Saul on the road to Damascus, recruit him to be the twelfth apostle. Okay, that would be twelve apostles. Otherwise, you got thirteen apostles. Mm-hmm. Okay? And there again, when you get to Revelation 21, you got 12. Now, the real kicker comes in when you kind of recognize that James, the brother of Jesus, whom everybody pretty much believes wrote the book of James. Is, was, that, is that really? That's prim- pretty I know that's universal. That's generally, pretty generally, I didn't really study yeah, that out. I mean, there's a few either. people that disagree. that. That's pretty generally accepted. Like that the, James, other- the other apostles died too early on to have written yeah. the book of James, They think. And so okay. they think it was James, the brother of Jesus. And he is not named an apostle. He's right. never named an apostle. Now, the um, the closest it ever gets is depends on the translation of Galatians one eighteen that you read. Now, in NIV, it says, Then after three days I went up to Jerusalem to get to know Cephas or Peter. Cephas and Peter or the same. I stayed with him 15 days, but not to see any other apostles than except James, the Lord's brother. Now, whether that means that there, James was one of the apostles or not, it's kind of it's kind of ambiguous in that verse but now here's what I think is pretty clear in um, in um, one Corinthians 157 um he says that Jesus appeared to James and then to all of the apostles so James to me it looks like James is uh, differentiated between the apostles mm-hmm. and when you get to and I'm going somewhere with all this, but then when you yeah, get to I mean, the council. Most of the
0: other than the first Corinthians 15, yeah. we pretty much covered all this well, last okay. time. Last well,
1: except for the first Corinthians, yeah, right. So then when you get to um, to Acts chapter 15, when they have to make a decision, what do we do with Gentiles who are coming to the church? They're not circumcised. What are we going to do? And it was a pretty big deal in the Jewish community. James, who was kind of over the church at Jerusalem, brings in Peter, brings in Paul and Barnabas. Paul and Barnabas talked about all the miracles God had done to the Gentiles. And Peter explained how God had chosen the Gentiles to come into the church. And so James says, based on what Peter said. Here's what James says in chapter 15 of Acts, verse 13, 14. Is James responded and says, Brothers, listen to me. Simeon has reported, which is Peter, had reported how God first intervened to take from the Gentiles a uh, people to his name. Therefore, in my judgment, we should not cause difficulties to come Difficulties for those Gentiles who turn to God. Let's not make it hard on the Gentiles who turn to God, say some translations. So basically, James appeals to Peter. Peter came in and kind of settled it. James said, based on what Peter said, that's the way it ought to be. So here is my. Oh, and I I say that, okay, so James is not an apostle. People will say, well, neither was Mark, was not an apostle. Well, Mark was a traveling companion of Peter. He recorded what Jesus said. Mark never taught doctrine, as far as Mm -hmm. we know, he never wrote a letter to the church and taught doctrine. And same with Luke. Luke wrote Luke, and he wrote the book of Acts. Um, he traveled with Paul, and he just wrote an account um, under Paul's guidance of what happened um, in, in, through the gospel of Luke. He put that all together. He said he put an orderly account together and also an Acts. So what you have then with James is the only, what I think, is true non-apostle letter who writes doctrine, mm-hmm. other believers now i'm not suggesting we kick james out of the bible what i am saying is this that we let paul who is an apostle interpret james we don't let james interpret paul okay Okay. is that fair
0: yeah we just
1: see james through the lens of paul okay okay and that really paul is the definitive um the one who explains grace the gospel the new covenant um that's not you know, we don't go to James first we look at Paul first and then let Paul interpret James. So what do you mean? what's your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I think I mean someone today asked me okay, what do you do with James 2 where he says, you know, his faith and, ask, and you know I, I would say basically okay, there's always there's many many different ways to try to come at this. Yeah. But what I would say is, I, you know, I would say I'm not real sure the best way to come at it, but I would say let's just make sure we don't interpret James in a way that just negates what Paul said. Yeah. And so I'm basically saying the same thing you said. that, hey. that if, if I mean, Paul is – so, yeah. I mean, we, we don't let James negate. And there's other Paul's interesting
1: sentence. statements in James that are really different from anything we read anywhere else in the New Testament. And we may cover that at another time. But my argument is not based on just on the content per se. Mm-hmm. Um, that was Martin Luther's argument. You know, Martin Luther did not like the book of James. He called right. an epistle of straw. He wanted it cut out of the Bible. And I mean, he, I have a whole page of stuff that he said about how you know he didn't like James. But my thing is not... That I just can't. I can make James compatible with Grace. You know, you can do that. But my point is, we have a list. Jesus, here actually, I'll give you the list right here. The list is. Let me see. Where'd my list go? The list is. What's is on the back here? Hold on. Where is my list? Oh, here we go. Here's the list of apostles: Simon Peter, Andrew, James, John, Philip, James brother, the son of um, um, Zebedee, another different James. Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew, the tax collector, James, the son of Altheus, Thaddeus, Simon Zealot, and Judas. James, the brother of Jesus, is not on the list. We have a list, and he's not on it. So that's my contention. So there you go. Go ahead.
0: i tell you a little bit about Bill Gillum, what he wrote. And for those right. who may not know, Bill Gillum, uh, great author, um, counselor, teacher, um, passed away several years ago. He's been he's been gone quite a ways. He's administered in mm-hmm. Oklahoma, Texas, uh, I'm not sure which he, I think he may call it Oklahoma, originally home, but ministered largely in Texas, I believe, somewhere in that area. All right. And uh, just has a lot of good books. Uh, Lifetime Guarantee is, is one of his main ones. And just a lot of people have really come to an appreciation of grace and the division of the Old Covenant and the New Covenant and the and the impact of the cross and total forgiveness th- through, the, through the ministry of Bill Gillum. And one of his other books is titled, I don't have it here in front of me, but I think it's like what God... Wants Christians to know about Christianity, or something close to that, and he has a chapter about uh, Paul, and now he and about the twelfth apostle. Now he he didn't talk at all about James, so he he's just looking at strictly in terms of have you Paul's found anybody who's ever
1: brought this up before? I can't find anything.
0: Uh, no, but I don't. You know,
1: well, we say to I our listeners I out there. That. Find out who else so is talking about this. Huh? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying it's got to be somebody. I just, but I haven't found it. So that's all.
0: I mean, usually we just steal from everybody else and plagiarize everybody else. So this is kind of be rare if we actually come up with something. Oh, that don't have come up
1: with original <laughs> stuff. I have. I mean, I maybe.
0: <laughs> but anyway, but anyway, what what Bill Gillen points out, I mean, he he basically says what what you were saying that he thinks that um, and one things he points out is you know Peter kind of had, had a reputation for being a little bit. Uh, impetuous, you know, jumping yeah. to conclusions, and the Holy Spirit had not been given at that point. So, you know, from that standpoint, don't as far as the picking exact. of
1: Matthias, throwing dice to pick out Matthias, you mean? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? That, yeah,
0: that the that the notion. Do yeah. that. The other thing, the you know, rock
1: paper scissors approach to well, picking out an <laughs> apostle who would be a foundational you know, a pillar in the church. One yeah. thing
0: I do want to point out, and I mentioned this the other day, a friend of mine pointed out, and right now this doesn't change anything of what you're saying, but, you know, that was much more common in, in Jewish circles, and even today, uh, to use some form of casting lots to make major decisions. I mean, we that, even they're, today, they're, they're still doing this today? There are some, a friend of mine said he knows a Jewish lady now that's in some form of leadership that will, I don't know exactly what they she does. They throw dice
1: to make decisions. They're not
0: necessarily throw dice, but some, I don't know, but some form of, Random, there's a verse in Proverbs. Is there, is there, there a forget. YouTube
1: video? I like to see this. Is there a YouTube you're video? Me, you're you're, you're okay. getting me off.
0: The, you're okay. you're going right. down. All right. All right. Okay. All right. So, but there's a verse in Proverbs that talks about, you know, the, the casting of lots, the decision from the Lord or something. That, that's a really bad paraphrase of that. But there is some of that. The, the uh, on the high priest garment, the um, Urim and Urim the, the Thummim. Thum, yeah. Is that Thuman or Thum uh, or Thuman, whatever? I what Who
1: knows? right? But anyway, <laughs> yeah, is that the, that, so, that, that would not
0: but no, there was. I really? mean, there okay. were, the, we don't know exactly how we right. they used those. But you know, all, all I'm saying here is that that the idea of, of a, some form of casting lots to make major they decisions pull out was air. very common okay. in the Jewish circles. Right. So, I mean, that doesn't change anything of what you said. Yeah. But that just means it's not as weird as it seems to us. Okay. With that well, I, and I'll, give me that. I'll give you so, that.
1: But here's what fascinates me even more about that whole story is that, you know, the procedure they kind of, I think kind of came up with, even if it was a common procedure, but they based it on a Bible verse. The Bible verse, yeah. they said, so Peter but picks up this verse, let someone take his office, and based on that, they say, I think we should cast lots and pick this. I mean, you know, isn't that interesting, though? They take a Bible verse and justify something that they apparently wanted to do anyway. Sure I mean, glad many, nobody ever yeah, does that anymore. so glad anymore. that doesn't happen today, you know. <laughs> so anyway. Well,
0: the other thing that Bill Gillen pointed out, again, he's not talking at all about James. He's talking about just strictly Paul, that he, he uses the phrase, uh, the ascended Christ. And this, and we kind of forget about this, that, you know, Paul was the solitarsis, you know, we call Paul, was the only one directly discipled, we could use that word, discipled by the ascended Christ. You know, that he received a revelation directly from Christ. Bill points out that one of the places where it's really translated revelation of Jesus as opposed to revelation from Jesus, that Jesus Christ, the ascended Christ, personally revealed with God. I mean, well, okay, John John
1: got the revelation. Didn't Jesus give John the book of Revelation by direct? Yeah, okay, well. Yes, in
0: terms of the gospel teaching and doctrine and things like that, with that. So, yeah, I mean, mean, revelations Revelations in its own category. But I mean, it's I mean other I mean, but that the idea that and he is also the only one that received the revelation of Jesus while he was after being essentially born again, not essentially after being born again, where all the all the other teaching the disciples were before they were before they were. Experienced the new birth, new birth before they had the yeah, revelation that's a of who Christ. And all I this. got that. So it's just it's all to point. You know, none of this contradicts what you're saying. No, no, just, it just amplifies the role of, of Paul in this. The revelation that was good, and that that
1: is. Um, so back to my original right point. Let's not let James negate everything Paul wrote. Is that fair? To say yes. That? Yes.
0: All right. Yeah. I Don't want to uh, to do that. So. <laughs> So what do we use? About half the podcast now. Direct, can you move that white cord? I can't see the number of how far. Yeah, we're, there you we're go. There. Well, so I don't know. That okay. Better. Yeah, there we go. Um, what else you got? So uh, I th- okay, let, let me just mention this. So we're total change direction here. But uh, listen to more Malcolm Smith. Every time I listen to Malcolm Smith, I, I get some good podcast <laughs> material. But he uh, and I don't know if I'd heard him he mention this too. But imagine you go to a restaurant. Say you take your family. Say you know cracker barrel okay can we uh, go to we, Cracker we can, barrel? Do a, we can do a cracker right. barrel uh or well i'll do it myself say i take my uh say i take Teresa and and her kids and grandkids and everybody to cracker barrel and they bring the menus out and i start reading the menus to them and i describe the items on the menu and we might even talk about it a little bit and have a little bit of a discussion and I go into some of the details about the the items on the menu and how they're prepared and how good they taste. And then we spend some time talking about the items on the menu. And then we say a prayer and get up and leave and go home. You
1: buy something at the store on the way out? Well, no, that's... that's, (laughs) (laughs) The analogy does
0: break down a little bit at that point, okay? (laughs) But the idea that, and he compares this, that... And he says, the Holy Spirit is the server who brings us what is on the menu, and the menu is Christ. Mm-hmm. And at a lot of times what goes on yeah, in yeah. evangelical circles and Bible studies and sermons and all that is we're just kind of talking about the menu. Right, I agree with that. Rather than, yeah. and so his point was, don't just read the menu. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste the living Christ. And sometimes we can just study the, the daylights out of something all day long um, without really... Uh, really tasting and, and so similar to we what there. can so,
1: possibly may happen on occasion in Bible College is that what we're
0: yeah how do you let me ask you that since I mean your our years you know we both graduated from Bible College and yeah. so when you look back now and you were how many years you were there three and a half years because you'd already gone to UK University um, yeah it three a and a half? half yeah, yeah you you, get, yeah, you I transferred transferred some, some credits coach, yeah. there so when you look back now in your time of I'm planning on bringing this up but when you look back now in your Bible College time in the classes and yeah. all that had what goes through your mind when well you had, it was that a mixed now?
1: bag for me i mean there's some things uh, you know about the bible that i learned that i appreciate and there's some things about oh i don't know interpretations and bible history stuff and all that i think it was very a lot of it was very misguided in how it approached new testament scripture um i mean you know there was very little distinction made between uh, before and after the cross, very little distinction made between you know we just kind of and, and it was a huge focus on just Christian service you know mm-hmm. get out there and do something for God you know and and really the one in our particular college the, the people who were very uh, you know elevated or um, what's the word just kind of looked up to esteemed were the missionaries I mean those are the mm-hmm. ones who really served they left the comforts of America to go someplace else and you have to admire that on some level I mean but the issue was. You got to serve the kingdom. You got to build the church, build the kingdom of God, and I think that was all misguided. You know? That's I mean I'm I'm like you. I have a mixed feelings. Um, certain lot
0: of admiration for some things and just the opportunity to learn and all that. You know, yeah. one of the thing's I do appreciate that I think might have been unique to them uh, to that college is you remember all the professors? How would how would the how did they want they encouraged all the professor all the students to refer to them as what? Do you remember that? I don't remember. If, if you're addressing like a brother I guess yeah. yeah I mean it was never doctor so-and-so of course a lot of them probably didn't have PhDs but it was never professor so-and-so it was always brother yeah brother newbie brother staton brother there was a one named fields no relation to us brother fields And I think that was good
1: yeah that they I'm uh, all right with that, that
0: that they did that but yeah I mean I'm very grateful for the opportunity there and a lot of things I learned I do sometimes wonder tell me if if this now, I went there for the my, food
1: I don't know about you actually <laughs> uh, if truth be known did, so you know no comment on
0: that? All right. That's cafeteria
1: food. You okay. there, so. <laughs> All
0: right. But I do sometimes wonder, okay, I never remember hearing this in Bible college. Did they just never teach me or was I just not paying attention? So there might be some of this stuff that, that I did. But I do remember, I mean, one of the turning points for me um, was uh, class in Galatians 2. Uh, Kenny Bowles, yeah. Brother Bowles. Oh, there were glimmers and, I mean, of grace. I mean, when, when he talked sure. about Galatians yeah. two fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. 16, 17, Two things I, I still remember from that class. I mean, it's, it's been, been quite a number of years ago, and, and for whatever it's worth, it was at the time it was called Ozark Bible College in Joplin, mm-hmm. Missouri. It's now called Ozark Christian College. Yeah, so they merged with another college and changed the name. So, um, which, which is fine. But two things I specifically remember from that class was that three times, I think it's verses sixteen to seventy, three Three times it repeats the same thought, basically the same truth: justified not by works of law but by faith in Jesus Christ, three times in two verses. And I remember him also pointing out that the word the definite article was not in the Greek. So it's really, it's not even necessarily works of the law. It's not even comparing it to works of the Mosaic law, as we think of the law, or just, law just of, works of law, the principle, principle of law, law. law. Yeah, yeah. That the, so that we're not justified. And so there I was, I don't remember what year I was. Uh, in Bible College, but even that, I mean that I remember walking out of the class that day, yeah, with a new sense of freedom yeah. and a new sense of, I really am, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm well, gonna you know, be okay? And, and to give <laughs> us God. kudos
1: to Ozark, to, too. You know, it was Novel Stating that made the point that it, what Jesus did with us was enough. And it was that concept that blew Larry Bryant out of the water. Who wrote the song? It was enough that went yeah. to number one in the charts in Christian music, you know. Yeah. And I mean, that resonated with a lot of people. That's the whole idea that what Jesus did for with us was enough. And so, so there was, there was. I mean, I don't, I don't look back with any kind of, I don't know, bitterness or whatever. Um, well, I do it again? Probably not. But um, I got a lot of good, made a lot of great people, and there's yeah. a lot of still value in touch. that came yeah, from that, that. Thanks came from to that. Facebook. Like, I have a different perspective on most of what I think was taught there. But, you yeah, know, hey. Um, hey, one of the things you kind of brought it up about the, I think you brought it up about the 12 tribes. Just a simple point. Yeah, okay. you ever, you ever, I mean, just go back and see, hear things you've heard a million times, and all of a sudden just kind of something hits you from a different angle. Well, there, you know, the 12 brothers – who wanted to kill their younger brother because of a coat? Mm-hmm. And it was only one brother, the oldest brother was Reuben, I believe. They said, "No, let's sell him instead." Okay, so they're great. <laughs> you know, their 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 thing was Reuben said, "Let's just don't kill, let's just sell him." And so they sold him as a slave to Egypt. These twelve <laughs> worthless brothers <laughs> are the names of the twelve tribes. Yeah, I mean, what? I mean, the Bible's amazing, isn't it? I mean, it's just how it, it tells the truth
0: about things. And yes. the and the one that, the one that was innocent in the whole thing didn't get a tribe named after him. Now his two sons did. I realized the way, yeah. the way it worked out. But <laughs> that's a you good know. point too. Yeah, I never thought about that. So anyway, so. are we done here? I think we're going to wrap this. You know, up. sometimes yeah. you know, sometimes I like the idea of you know going into the end with some big crescendo, some big, great, deep, insightful point. We didn't really do that this no, time. No, we didn't, we didn't just really got, have that deal. <laughs> maybe next time so yeah, you right. want to give a tease for next time here hey, what would that be what's our tease we're gonna have a guest
1: oh that's right <laughs> sorry about that our guests are already sitting right here yes <laughs> well, i was looking the other direction yes we're gonna have a, a, a guest uh, jeremiah hurt will be with us um in next week's podcast so you don't want to miss it which we're gonna record here in just a few minutes. we're getting ready to do and i'll remember to keep all the mics turned on this time